Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Streaming across the globe, Ben Norris, Rob McKnight, and David Robinson. Ben, Rob, the Rob, Bob Welcome to the Ben Robin Robbo Show. Here's Rob McKnight. Hello there and welcome to a fabulous Thursday. I'm feeling so much better. It's not all the drugs, it's the booze. Because it's Tipsy Thursday here at the Ben Robin Robbo Show and there's no one else I'd rather have a drink with than these two fellas. Hello, Benjamin Norris and hello, David Robinson. Hello there. <laughs> Robbo, did Sorry, you know? I didn't mean to it, laugh. No, laugh away. Did you know, Robbo? It's Left Handers Day, International Left Handers Day. It mean it, it's meant to feel like it's someone else doing it. That's my tip for you. You can read into that what you will. <laughs> ben, are you a lefty? I, I am not a left-handed uh, drinker or whatever Robbo was referring to. Um. <laughs> Amanda and I are left-handers, and to our shame, we have three right-handed children. Yes. But um, oh. we we do share this affliction, and it is because I can't even go into how hard it is with binders, writing, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Drew Barrymore, Kim Basinger, Kenneth Bragner, Pierce Bronson, Jim Carrey, Charlie Chapman, Tom Cruise, Robert De Niro, Matt Dillon, Morgan Freeman, Judy Garland, Whoopi Goldberg... Angelina Jolie, Nicole Kidman, Val Kilmer, Lisa Kudrow, Marilyn Monroe, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, Sarah Jessica Parker, Brad Pitt, Keanu Reeves, Julia Roberts, Jennifer Saunders, Sylvester Stallone, Chewbacca the Wookiee. Just really quickly, sorry, really quickly, can you hear that noise? It's the noise of people (laughs) switching off their browsers and closing down this show and not listening to it anymore. All right, if you're a lefty, let us know that you're sharing this international day with uh, Amanda and I as we bring you Tipsy Thursday on the Ben Robin Robert well, Rob, Show. I'd love to hear is it from Rob, you. Isn't Rob, Rob, Robbo, you're a, left, you're a lefty, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just with Are you really? <laughs> no, I'm a righty, but he's talking about lefty politics. Oh, yeah, exactly oh right. I see, I see. You know, all right. You know what I did there? Okay, great. I'm so glad that we're all playing along. How much have you all had to drink already? Because this is the question I get every tipsy <laughs> Thursday. I got right it. into me. And Rob didn't get it. They I, know, I needed the booze down my throat to make my throat feel better. So that's my excuse. Okay, that's short-term gain for long-term pain. You need to not drink booze when you're sick, right? Okay, all right. Do you know what? There is so much to come up today, and we are so excited because the legend... 
He what he delivers in a small package, he brings yeah. a lot of bang. It's Woo. Grant Denya coming up today, and we just Very cannot exciting. wait. The man will be here on the Ben Robin Robber Show. But look, uh, let's move on to our hot topics of the day. And before we get to the hot topics, let's bring you up to speed on the latest coronavirus stats from around the country. And Victoria has reported 278 new cases, including eight more deaths. This is Victoria's lowest daily increase since July 20th and lowest death toll since August 6th. In New South Wales, there have been 12 new cases, five of which are in hotel quarantine, and a woman in her 80s has died in ICU, becoming the state's 53rd coronavirus death. For the 12th day in a row, there have been zero new cases in Queensland, and Premier Anastasia Palaget has said that the borders to New South Wales and Victoria will remain closed for as long as there is transmission in southern states. The Northern Territory has also reported no new cases. Let's go over to New Zealand now and there have been 13 cases of community transmission in Auckland, all linked in some way to the initial family of four who were diagnosed on Monday. Investigations are beginning into the source of the the transmission, with initial thoughts being it may have travelled with refrigerated goods from overseas. All confirmed cases are going to be managed in quarantine facilities which the Director General of Health says is different is a different management structure to last time and shows how seriously they're taking it. Alright, moving on to our hot topics and the father of one of the three girls who infamously went on a holiday through Melbourne and Sydney before returning to Brisbane has refused to talk to the media. After completing her 14 day isolation in a Brisbane hotel, Haja Timbo returned to her home yesterday and quickly ran off, leaving her father to face the media. Taja, can we speak to you for one second? Taja, we just have a few... Ta- Taja Timbo? Excuse me. We just have a few questions for you about why you went to Melbourne. Covering her face, Haja Timbo, charged by police for lying on her border pass, flying from COVID-riddled Melbourne to Brisbane. This is your one chance to tell Queenslanders why you went to Melbourne. We are, on, we are not on the move. When we are in the mood, we'll talk. We would like, we just want to know why you went to Melbourne. That's essential. It's not quarantine. Well, she shouldn't have gone to Victoria. Well, it doesn't matter. She's there for her, for, for what she wants to do. Are you telling me she, she shouldn't travel? Haja, watching as her father does the talking. She wasn't there to go and catch uh, uh, Corona. You, she's not in the mood. Okay, you have to respect her. You respect her. her she didn't respect the people of Queensland when That's she came back say. here. It's your judgment. Now, the three women will front court in September. Ben, let me ask you, should the media have been chasing her in this way? Well, of course the media is chasing her, but she has no requirements to have to talk to them. I mean, they're all looking for this headline. They're all looking to continue the narrative that she's a bad person. Uh, And look, I'm not condemning or or allowing her behaviour and saying that that was good in any way. But uh, look, she's now been in quarantine. She's out and about and she doesn't have to talk to the media. What, what? Why does she owe that to them? Like, why do they get upset when she won't speak to them? I don't because get it. there seems to be a distinct lack of care factor. Uh, Amanda, can you pull up that graphic for me? I took a still frame from the 7 News report. Look at this, the smile on her, loving the attention she's getting. I cannot bear this. You know, everyone thinks it's racist to have a go at these people because of the colour of their skin. No, we're having a go at you because of your actions. You put people's lives at risk. You lied. And he says, well, isn't she allowed to go and travel? No, mate. We're not allowed to travel. And if you do, you have to tell the truth so that we can take precautions. We are in a pandemic. I have no time for these people. Robbo, what would you like to say? 
Uh, I agree with you. The media is a mouthpiece for the community. So, and the community desperately wants answers because we just, you know, barely, I think, we came very close to getting that kind of second wave that maybe is, would affect us the same way that Melbourne's being affected because of the bloody stupidity of three of these girls. Now, two of them, in just a wonderful sense of irony, they've got COVID when they were, you know, travelling around and, and doing that kind of thing and brought it back to Queensland. Um, it, I agree with you. The arrogance is what shits me. The arrogance is um, of, you know, all she had to do was come out and say sorry. Yeah. You know what? That, and that would that would end the narrative uh, because she took responsibility. Look, I was dumb. I'm stupid. I'll, you know, I'll take a good hard look at myself. But at the moment, the questions need to be asked and she does need to be hounded a bit because we're all paying the price for stupidity like this. Uh, when people didn't social distance, didn't do the right thing, lied about it, and they brought it back to Queensland. We didn't have any active cases at the time. Would you agree, Ben, that a simple apology would calm people down? Yeah, look, it probably would, and does, is that kind of the right thing to do? But we can't offer these young people scripts to read off to say what they need to do. Look, you know, I understand that we need an apology. We didn't get to see whether or not that's what the journalists were necessarily asking. I also think the framing of that photo of that girl looking like that suits a particular story of, look, they don't care. You know, I can tell you that at any given time, you could be caught off guard and be captured looking a certain way. We've seen it with magazines like New Idea, who weekly for years, where what they do is they capture a photo of a celebrity and write a story however they want. I think with yeah, that particular yeah, image, we can't necessarily... Though, she's not laughing apologize. at you. She's not... But I know, she's, but look, I don't ben, the thing I would say about that is I watched the reports up here on... Uh, Amanda owes us all a case of beer. Um, <laughs> she sure does. <laughs> Um, Are you just jealous that people want to call her and speak to her more than they oh, do? Oh, her, her, her phone goes off night and day. Um, what I will say is that I watched the reports up here in Queensland from 7 News and 9 News. Both of them were there shooting this. That father made no apologies. He simply defended his daughter. And what I would say is that any fair-minded father would say... She made a mistake. I am dealing with it. She has a big lesson to learn from this. And I understand what you're saying about dealing with the media and not having a script. But he's a grown man. Take some responsibility for the way your daughter is acting. He did none of that. He's, he, all he did was defend her and basically made out that she hadn't done anything wrong. And that's simply not that's, the case. That's what, you know, I, look, I think a lot of parents would probably relate to that. And that is quite often when children, their children do the wrong thing, they find it hard to be able to uh, acknowledge or, you know... Well, I that's can, a I problem because I don't. I'm, I'm ready to um, understand that my kids good aren't for you. perfect. How much is the price of fish? What do we want from these people? Do we want <laughs> blood? Like... Like, come on. We, we, like, no, no I don't want blood. I want an apology. Sorry. I want her to understand that she did the wrong thing. Well, not, I'm sorry, oh, Mr McKnight. You're not going to get me. your apology. She's not going to put up a podium and stand at the front of her place and say that she's seeked validation and redemption and she's seen well, the error of her ways. Well, I hope the courts throw the book You're not going to get that. I hope the courts throw well, the book that's a bit extreme. No, it's not. She well, broke look, the law. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Okay, she lied. Well, fair enough. You've obviously summed it up for us, so Thank we'll you. move on. <laughs> well, look, it's a scary time to be in the media. We've just seen this week redundancies at Network 10. There have been job cuts at News Corp. And with Bauer Media recently announcing the axing of many of their highest performing magazines, the future is looking grim for print journalists in particular. Now Nigel Bowen, an ex-print journalist turned content marketer, has penned an opinion piece from Umbrella about the need for print journalists to move on and find a new career. He suggested they are in five stages of grief and need to reach that final stage 
challenge, that being acceptance. Bowen noted it is increasingly difficult for magazines to turn a profit with falling circulation, slashed ad revenue and free online content for an oversaturated and cherry-picking audience. Robbo, there's no doubt it's a difficult market. Do you think print is dead? Well, print, yeah, print is certainly dying a slow death, but I don't like what this guy's saying, just get over it, you know, do, do something else. When, you know, I probably speak for a lot of people, when you become a journalist, it's because you're really passionate about doing that kind of thing. You want to report the news, you want to communicate, you want to tell stories and things like that. So it's not like, um, you know, and, and, and nothing against them, they are very important, John, but if, you know, you're a street sweeper, not a lot of people would grow up to want to be a street sweeper, but, you know, they do a great job and we, we thank them for that. Um, but... Just, just say to someone, oh, just get over your dream. Like, piss off. Don't worry about it. No, no. Why wouldn't you? If you'd love something, you will work and work and work and work. And, and you know, until it's dead, you're dead. You know, I, I just don't know that this thing should be stopped whinging. Um, I, I, this annoys me because at the same time as well, in regional markets in Australia, the local newspaper is really the only thing that can hold the local council to account, uh, you know, the local government sure. to account, that kind of thing. That's really important. But this guy's basically people still oh, no, buying the local newspaper. This is the problem. People are sourcing their content from online. And I took the article to be, you got to think ahead. Look at what we're doing here. We're in our homes, our garages, producing a broadcast quality show because we're looking towards the future and delivering in a different way. Whereas there are still people who say, if it's not on TV, it's not TV. Yes, it is. The world is changing people. And if you don't change with it, you're going to be like the dinosaurs and you're going to become extinct. Yeah, no, I I get your point as well, but it just worries me that... I know. I'm being an old softy today. I think, you know, being a journalist and stuff like that. I'm just, I just, you know, you, you, you work so hard and, you know, you do all of these stories and you feel really good about them. And, uh, yes, of course, we've got to think ahead, but I guess I'm just sad. Just a little bit emotional. Oh, Robbo. Well, look, this will make you. This might make you laugh. Uh, you can already see the effects cost-cutting is having on the print sector. Today Show presenter Richard Wilkins posted this on Instagram today. And I quote, There's a lovely article of the Prince Wilkins and me in the new edition of Women's Weekly Mag that contains a couple of errors. One, my name is not Rachel. Two, our last name is not Wilkinson. <laughs> Three, Estella's name is not Estelle. Four, Joel Edgerton's name is not Russell Crowe. <laughs> Easy mistakes to make, but a lovely photograph. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, yeah, this is where we're heading. The, the, you know, Woman's Weekly used to be a top-quality mag, and the simple fact is that, um, you know, when you cut back people, mistakes, simple mistakes like that, you, you're doing a feature on Richard Wilkins and you call him Wilkinson. Ben, this is where it's heading, isn't it? Well, I, you're talking to the biggest buyer of magazines that you could ever face. Like, if you ask my mum about where all my pocket money went, uh, what I bought as my number one priority through the 90s in my 20s was magazines. But let me tell you, I think magazines took a massive turn and became quite shit. Sorry, drink away. Uh, for a while now, like I love that we're like, oh, look, it's because all these people have been made redundant. The magazines, are, you know, are no longer what they used to be. Magazines haven't been what they used to be for a very long time. I can tell you, the only magazine that I purchased today is the Empire Magazine. I used to buy quite a lot, uh, and I buy the Empire Magazine for the nostalgia factor of all magazines. Uh, if magazines 
did have quality journalists turning in great stories that brought us continuously to the magazine, we'd still buy them. But the quality of the magazine had dropped off quite a while ago. And to be fair, as much as I don't like reading my gossip and my news online, that's kind of where we are now. Mm. Okay, fair point. Well, look, for the second time this week, sports stars are having a grope and they're back in the headlines. A photo taken in 2017 has resurfaced showing AFLW player Georgie Parker groping fellow player Catherine Slattery. Parker said it was a harmless pre-game moment and Slattery commented on Instagram asking that Parker come touch her butt again. This comes after footage emerged of Richmond Tiger players grabbing and groping each other's on, not only on the bum, but hitting them in the groin. Uh, We have that vision, Amanda, I think, if we can have a look at that. See that... Vision. This is what happened last week that caused so much outrage. Robbo, do the two compare? Uh, the female touching, is it different because they're females or is it a different issue? Uh, look... We've all heard the, th- the the theory locker room banter and what happens in the locker room and things like that. If people think that this is the only time it's ever bloody happened in the world, then you're bloody idiots. Uh, this happens all the time. If you get a couple, like, if you think about it, football in any kind of way is the most homoerotic, no, homoerotic, I can't, homeopathic, I can't think of the word. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's, it's, this just happens, it, and that happens when boys get together. It's simple as that. The girls, they also do it. She gave her a tap. Now, she says that's a tap on the bum. Amanda, if we can quickly look back on that, I'd say that uh, yeah, that's almost just, that's almost bloody knuckle deep there, to be honest. You've got to be <laughs> oh rude God. about it. But that's not a tap on the bum. But wait, 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 wait. That's passing. not a tap on the bum. But that's, but this is what happens. Like, you know, it, it, this kind of shits me. And, and, and um, that wonderful woman, Georgie Parker, said a great thing. And she goes, it's peak 2020 when someone else gets offended about sexual harassment that isn't you. It, yes. Exactly and, right. And look, I, I agree with that. But this isn't a male-female thing to me. It's about intent and the way the person reacts to it. So if we but look at... the commentators at- of this are all wrong. Like, you see, this is what the big issue is. A lot of the commentators on that whole sporting thing with the male, with men the other week, and, you know, yes, it's more noticeable. That's because men are taking no- more notice in, in, fo- in sport when it's men. You know, no, I don't do agree. This, don't... I think if you look at and his also, reaction, I... he did not like having those fingers where the sun does not shine. I don't agree. Oh, well, look, I, I don't do, think I, you look, can... Look at him. Look at him. He's telling him to neck off. Look at him. Get out of it. Sorry. Wait, wait. Are you expecting that player to go just sit back and go, yep, take it from me? Because that's not the that's not the, the genre. That's not the, the, the environment. He's not going to speak in here. Get, get it, boys. Yeah. The whole thing is that... Oh, oh you bastard. No, no. I think here. there is a distinct difference between someone oh, grabbing your bum. And, and I, <laughs> I don't think I've ever told you this. Um, oh <laughs> now she's okay. worried. Um, so on the set of Studio 10, I had a female grab my bum. And it was like, okay, bit weird, but all right. But it wasn't, it wasn't sexual was harassment. Was one of the elderly, one of the elderly audience members? <laughs> uh, no, someone who worked on, someone who worked on the show. Um, but I think there is a difference between teammates grab, uh, having uh, consensually, or you know, not taking it too serious if there's a if there's a bit of a grab or whatever. But there is a difference in that locker room when they're slapping him in the groin and no, putting the fingers agree. up the bum. I don't, I don't agree. I, I think, think that's, 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 that's what happens. That's what boys do. 
That's what boys do. Yeah. That's what we they do in a locker room in sports. Day. Well, don't do it near me. I don't want you... Guys, if we ever are in the same studio, just to put it out there, I'll... do not put your fingers up my bum. No right? promises. <laughs> if it's Tipsy, oh, if it's tipsy Thursday or, or, or Finger Wednesday, <laughs> oh I, can't, I can't tell you that I won't do it. I'm sorry. I just can't do that. So, All right. I'll try my best. I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm confused. I've I'm moving on. I'm leaving. I'm leaving that one there, and I'll be wearing a full body condom next time we're in the studio <laughs> together. <laughs> All right. I think you said don't do it, and we said yes, we won't do it. I mean, this. No, no. He said he. He's, Robbo like said he can't do the walking. Robbo said he can't make any promises. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. Not anything goes with you today. All right. Well, look, if you need any last-minute Father's Day ideas, how about this one? Victoria Bitter, better known as VB, has launched a new fragrance. Have a Just in time. Have a look at this. I can feel it calling me. But where? Yeah, my hard-earned thirst needs a big cold. smell. Matter of fact, I've got it now. Thirst. Percent <laughs> by VB. It's is not it, real, is it? Uh, it doesn't is actually it smell like beer, but instead is said to have wee notes. Um, oh, oh ben. ben. Just pour that over you, Ben, and you'll have the taste of it. I love VB. It's my favourite beer, and people get really shocked. I go into restaurants, and the you know the waiter will come along and say to Ben and I, you know, would you like to start with a beer? And Ben's like, I'll have an Asahi or some bullshit from overseas, <laughs> and I'll be like, Do you have any VB? And the waiters always look at me like, You don't look like the kind of girl, a guy that would like to drink a a beer, let alone a VB. But if you come to my house, my fridge is always stocked with VB and it actually works in my favour because when people come over, which they can't do right now, stage four, uh, but when people do come over, they don't drink my beer because they call it, what is it, vomit bottle or whatever it is. There's a, there's a <laughs> I can't, my dad loves a bit of vomit VB bomb. as well. I can't say I'm on the VB train. This has, this just has to be a stunt, but it's it's been on all the morning shows, all the breakfast shows. They're, uh, mm. Goal achieved. I want uh, 100%. It. It's, there's 15,000 bottles, drink... apparently. Did you, that are um, going to be any sold of you nationally? try the, the, the Cadbury chocolate um, that came out, the Cadbury chocolate that was a VB flavour? No, I did not try that at all. Did you? Well, Cadbury did that. Yeah, I did. It was delicious. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I've had a lot of things happen to me. <laughs> you certainly have. <laughs> and you'll read all cool. about them in his memoir coming out next year. <laughs> oh. They touched me there. To anyways, <laughs> it's called... Thank you for the pre-sale. <laughs> All right. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Look, uh, we are zooming through our hot topics today because we are we want to spend some time with our special guests. We've still got Grant Danya just after the news headlines and we have Joe Casamento talking movies. So let's get into the news. Oh, yes. And for that, we cross to the ticket newsroom.
Alana McLean with the latest from the Ticker Newsroom. And in breaking news today, 14 new COVID-19 cases have been diagnosed in Auckland. The number also includes 13 cases which are linked to a growing family cluster. The total number of active cases now in Auckland is sitting at 36. The death toll in New South Wales is on the rise with an elderly woman the latest fatality from COVID-19. It brings the state's toll to 53. 12 new coronavirus cases have been recorded in the state today. Billionaire media mogul Sumner Redstone has died at the age of 97. He was the owner of Viacom, CBS and Paramount. The company will now pass into his family trust, which includes his daughter Shari Redstone, who's playing an active role in the company. The Commonwealth Bank is putting on a brave face. CEO Matt Common says he's confident about the prospect of an Australian recovery. It comes as our nation's biggest bank increased dividends to the maximum allowable and unveiled a war chest of capital to be deployed as shock absorbers when the time comes. And overseas, China is expected to bring up WeChat and TikTok in the next trade talks with the US. A virtual meeting could take place as soon as next week. And Victoria is reporting a further 278 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours and a further eight deaths. This does, however, mark a significant drop from yesterday's historic figures. Let's take a look at the weather now. Melbourne, a very cool but sunny top of 18 degrees. Sydney, similar conditions, a max of 21. Some light winds and cloud around today for Brisbane, heading for a max of 26. Perth, the storm warning and a very cold top of 16. And showers forecast this afternoon in Adelaide, heading for a max of 17. You're up to date and you're on Ticker. Good on you, Alana. We'll cross to the Ticker room on Monday when we're back. Thank you very much. He is as versatile as he is talented and Grant Dania is coming back to our screens to pay tribute to Australian heroes in a series of special episodes of Family Feud. Grant will join us in a moment, but first, let's take a look at what we can expect from the new series. Name a place you go where everyone is lying down. Katrina. Hospital. What about... I love the fact she said hospital <laughs> before you and you work in a hospital. Grant, welcome to the Ben yeah. Robin Robbo Show. Yeah. Oh, my God. Woo. This is... Seriously, it's better than Letterman. <laughs> you, you've truly made it now, my friend. <laughs> I'm liking your new digs. This is flusher than any studio that I've ever worked in. <laughs> and we do it all from home. All from home. Never have to leave the house. It's a brave new frontier and good to see you're, uh, as always, maximising the medium. Since the first time I met you, Rob McKnight, when you were a promo producer and you came to visit me at Prime TV Wagga Wagga when I was about nine years of age and we made some television magic together that day. Do you Mate, remember... Mate, it was my first question that I was going to talk to you about to bring it back to me, of course. But uh, we did meet all those years ago. And uh, I, I think about that because I remember you coming up to me one day and saying, uh, Rob, and I'm like, hang on, how, how come you know me? You're on TV because you, you were the Sunrise Weather guy. And you said, you did my first promo shoot with me. I was like, did I? You did. Okay. Um, and, and then, of course, I remembered. But when you think back to that journo in... Wagga, who was chasing cats and dog stories and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> what would that guy think of the career you've had? 
uh, he'd be blown away. I think it's funny. I was only trying to reflect just the other day going, wow, of, of me as a little boy, what were my wildest dreams back then? And my wildest dreams were to race at Mount Panorama um, mm. and to maybe do a live variety television grand final show. And <laughs> I've managed to tick all those boxes. Tick, so tick. It's, Absolutely. It's pretty special. I'm very, very blessed. But I remember some of your finest work. You were a great promo producer. Do you remember this one? Because you gave me, being a, a news promo, had to be very serious. I'm worried. Serious weight about it. You remember this manoeuvre? You gave this to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was the promo. It. it was Victor. <laughs> Never forgotten it. Never forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a tie. <laughs> I was a kid. I was a terrible journo. I wasn't an ambulance chaser. I wasn't a political animal. I wasn't even that worldly. And I had a tie borrowed from my grandfather who tied it for me that morning. Bless. Wait, wait. I've got to ask you then, Grant. Grant, can you tie a tie yet? Because I still can't. Can you? I've got a wardrobe like team that does that for me. I I feel so ridiculous. I've been on so many television shows and I still can't tie a double Windsor. I have to go to the wonderful person who's on wardrobe that day. I can do a single. Yeah, every time I needed a tie at any point, I'd have to walk in like a little boy going, Can someone tie my tie, please? (laughs) I'd love that we have that same experience. Well, Isn't it funny? At 42 years of age, it's still like I'm on work experience. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that, though, Grant, because you're working on these Family Feud specials honouring Aussie heroes. Now, this was first meant to be focusing on the bushfire heroes, but, of course, then COVID-19 happened, and I thought to myself, how are these specials going to work? But you've actually managed to broaden it and bring in the COVID-19 heroes as well. Yeah, uh, it was... Look, Family Feud has always been good for being a ludicrously silly, flamboyantly crazy show where people say stupid stuff. So for it to make a gear change and, and, and kind of have these wonderful Australian humans are on there that we wanted to say thank you for because 2020 has been so terrible. So whether they have been on the front line of bushfires, uh, the worst drought in living memory or the global pandemic, it was quite a gear change to have to make as a format. So I wondered, you know, how how would it work? Like are people still going to go out on a limb and say something stupid? And <laughs> They do. Lose? Yeah, thank, thank Christ they do. <laughs> it, it is it's actually fun nature. to watch, I've got to say, Grant. I've had the uh, fortune it? to watch it. I have seen it. Um, and uh, it's actually a lot of fun. And it, it, it's that feel good that Family Feud was. Um, are you glad to be back in that position, back on TV with Family Feud? Yeah, it's... It's quite funny. Being welcomed back onto that set is like being welcomed back by an ex-girlfriend who dumped you. (laughs) 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 But but you know what? Like her her hair still smells nice and her skin is so soft and I still really love her. Well, you, you certainly came across as though you still love her when I saw the episode. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's, it's, it holds a very special place in my heart because it was an incredible three or so years making over a 1,000 episodes. Is and, that all it was? And, uh, yeah, yeah, nearly nearly four years. Wow. And going on to win a gold Logie, it obviously holds yes. a pretty special 
place in in, in my heart. So you're nervous going back to it though. Like it was wonderful for then, and is it, does it still feel the same now? And and just like a good ex girlfriend, it still felt the same. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, you mentioned there's so much we want to speak to you about, but you brought up the gold logie, and there's now controversy because Tom Gleeson claims to have got you that gold logie when Family Feud yes. finished on our screens. What is your official feeling on the Tom Gleeson claim now? Uh, he'll claim uh, fatherhood to your firstborn if you give him a chance. <laughs> <laughs> He's... He's out of Very control. True. He's a one. He's look. He's an absolute lunatic. Uh, and it was. It was. It was. I feel differently about it now than I did at the time. To be honest, at the time, I was racing. I'd been nominated for gold. Uh, Family Feud had been axed, and there was this great groundswell and and love and support for for the format. And then he jumps on at the eleventh and a half hour, um, hijacks my campaign, whether I liked it or not, <laughs> and then just ran with it. And I was in two minds. I thought, oh, this is a bit of fun. And I thought, oh, I know what's going to happen here. If if I win, it, it'll be because of him. And I thought, I don't want to win in, in those kind of circumstances. Yeah. I want it to be, you know, in my own right, on my own two feet. Um, and sure enough, it happened. And uh, he cl- he claims it. I, I know by fact that I was already leading before he even jumped on the bandwagon. But... You know, he's a comedian telling funny jokes, and that's what comedians do. And he's a very, very funny bloke. And then his mm. own campaign the following year was just out of control. Out oh, yeah, of yeah, absolutely. Control. But I, look, Grant, I agree with you on that, but I really do think that you are very deserving of that gold logo with all of the stuff you've done through Sunrise and, you know, Australia's Got Talent and all of these wonderful shows that you've been part of, the Australian Spelling Bee. I, I, I think that you are what embodies what is, you know, a, a gold Logie winner, you are someone who has worked across so many genres and have done such an amazing work. So I really think that, forget Tom Gleeson for the moment, I think that you thoroughly deserved that gold Logie. Um, let's you. bring it back to you and I now, though, for a minute. <laughs> um, and obviously we work together. Your best girlfriends. Uh, you, yeah. <laughs> you, Cheryl, myself, we worked on the glory days of Sunrise, but it, was, it, it wasn't until... Studio 10, where I visited the set of Family Feud that we finally got to share the screen together in a wonderful way. Let's have a look at that now. Right, Mr. Daniel, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here on Studio 10. Um, thank you, Robbo, and thank you for calling me Mr. Daniel. Well, you know, I've always respected you for so, so long. Is it the height thing? I think it is. <laughs> yes, it's, I'm trying to give you some respect. <laughs> Now, it was a. I mean, I still respect you now. If I can, if I'm probably taller than you, if I can, yep, still taller than no. (laughs) It's grown a few inches. That's not bad. Um, The other thing that I loved. I've got the Daryl Summers Cuban heels now, which I wear as a, all the time. So between uh, that, so that's man. another Darryl lawsuit. Summers. That'll be a lawsuit. This <laughs> way. Yeah, Mr. Summers doesn't Anthony really Khalifa like us. Or push my fringe up for another two inches right there. So <laughs> well, great. Let's just say that uh, Anthony Clear needs all the inches he can get. Um, so let's let's move on now, really quickly. Uh, we then established you and I, which I love because you've always been such a, a you know a lovely man. Um, and, and giving your time so freely, it started off when I made a phone call to you. You were so lovely. We said, we need Grant Denier as part of this. I was doing a shark dive. It was early in my reporting, uh, and we made a phone call to you. We'll chat about this in a moment, but let's have a look at it. It's a pretty big step for me because in almost 25 years, this is the closest I've ever come to the ocean. Normally, I put a bit of sea salt spray in the hair and watch a bit of Bondo Rescue. 
But today, it's time for me to stand up. The panel have sent me a challenge to conquer and face my fears and get back in the water with great white sharks. If Alison Langdon can do it, I can do it too. I can't do it. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get in the... that scared? Yes, I'm not going to get in the cage. I'm sorry. I... Well, maybe I'll get file vision or something, but I'm not getting in the cage. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Sorry. But Grant Daniel did it. What? Grant Daniel did it for sunrise. <laughs> OK. okay. Uh, one sec. Hello. Hello, Mr. Daniel. It's Robbo. Hey, Robbo. What can I do for you? They want me to do a shark dive story, but I, I don't know if I should. Do you think I should? It's an easy one, Robbo. Look, if you want to do prime time, mate, all I can say is you got to get in the water. You do. Oh, prime time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The real winner is television. Beautifully said, Robbo. You're the best, Mr. Daniel. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Grant's words <laughs> of wisdom couldn't have come at a better time. We'd arrived, and the bait was set. No, no, sorry, Robbie, before you ask that question, I've just got to say, we're doing a feature interview with Grant Daniel, and I've seen more vision of you than the actual guest. <laughs> and, and you know what? I can quickly say to you, the first question to the man, surprised? this superstar, this, this wonderful legend of Australian television, you made it about yourself. So I guess you said... No, he made it there, about really. me. He made it about uh, me. Anyway, back to it. Grant, Grant, in this industry where it's, you know, it's, it's really all about the person, you have been, not just with me, but with many, many people, many productions, you've been so giving with your time. Why do you think that's important and, and why do you do it? Well, I like you, Robbo, first and foremost. Uh, but I, I've been lucky enough to have a couple of mentors along the way that were really big, important junctions in the road in which I was given an opportunity to go further up the ladder, if you like. And without those couple of people, I would be nothing. Like, I wasn't joking when I said I was a terrible journo. I wasn't smart enough to go through university, so I was going to have to find a backdoor into television and into, into media. So that backdoor came at Prime TV, Wagga Wagga, where I was washing news cars, uh, which is true, and carrying tripods. And I would work for free in my school holidays, you know, for three years, just hoping that someone would teach me to write, teach me how to do voiceovers, just teach me how to become a journo. And th that bloke, Doug Hogan in, in Prime Wagard, he saw something in me that I didn't even see myself. Like I was never going to be a great journalist, but he let me go in there and he let me make a ton of mistakes, like a ton of mistakes, just to round out those rough edges. And a couple of important moments in my career, I've had someone like that. And so it's occasionally it's nice to be able to sort of help someone else out because it's it takes the same amount of energy to pull someone up the ladder as it does hold someone down. Yeah, I, I just want to, and really quickly, I, you know, I've already uh, praised you enough, I think, Mr. Denier, in this interview. But I just want to say you've, you've always been lovely. Uh, you know, whenever we see each other, when we saw each other at Channel 10, it was so lovely to see you and you were so warm and Shezzy was so warm. So I really appreciate everything that you did to, uh, you know, help me up that ladder. While I was at Channel Can you 10, not I appreciate say, it. My wife is my wife is so warm. That is that is weird uh, when you say it like that. Yeah, I, look, uh, I, I've got to say it's the first time. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever said a woman was warm. Uh, and I feel weird about it actually. Um, but I love Shezzy and I love you. So let's move on really quickly. Grant, maybe no, can I just I don't know I don't know who's getting a job in this interview, but someone's definitely looking for one. Uh, I would love to ask you some questions. We've never worked together, so I don't have any footage to show you, but uh, <laughs> I've all <laughs> Not it's yet, true, anyway, but, uh, but 
I wanted to ask you, because you've had a real passion for radio over the last five years, and you've worked across the country with so many familiar faces. Can you tell me, like, which show you enjoyed working in radio on the most? Uh, oh, shit. We do a lot of radio, which is really, really cool. Um, ooh, that's, a, that's a really, really tough question. Um, it's it's always hard when radio stations are always trying to outdo one another. So there's always stupid games that they always want you to to play and and embarrass yourself. Yeah. So that's that's always challenging because you never know what they're going to throw at you when you walk in someone else's doors. And when you go in their studio, you're at their mercy. You got to play by their rules, and whether you like it or not. I remember being, I remember I walked into a radio station in Perth at that time, and I think it might have been Will and Woody who are now on Kiss. Yeah. But I went in there and I didn't realise that they had hypnotised one of the boys and they'd hypnotised the boys into thinking that I was like 103 years of age. So I walk in, <laughs> I don't know this, I sit down and the first question is, wow, you move really well. And I was like, oh, thanks. And uh, so I started chatting about TV and uh, and motor racing, and they said, "Wow, you've still got your license even at this age." <laughs> then, you know, I just and you were shrinking. Thought, I don't. <laughs> I just I'll keep going. I have no idea what's going on here. And it wasn't until a hypnotist came out, touched me on the shoulder. I went all funny. He's obviously hit me in a pressure point or something. Then they released the host. That I that they declared that I he thought I was a hundred and three year old TV presenter. <laughs> so, that's, just, that's just the norm. Brilliant. So, so that, that gave you brilliant. the, the so thrill of radio, Grant. Yeah, that was like wow, you can really get away with this sort of stuff. This is amazing. And then all of a sudden, like wow, what what are we capable of doing on radio? So I've always had a passion for well, radio. It's it's cool. I think your passion is like it's it's obvious, you know. And I really enjoy listening to you on radio, and you've definitely worked with a lot of co-hosts. Now, I just didn't want to ask for favourites or get you to throw anyone under the bus. I thought of a really fun thing to play a bit of a game with you. Now, <laughs> yes. can we can we do maybe kiss, marry, kill with three of these co-hosts? Can you play along? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know how much stuff that comes from your shows and podcasts that makes it into mainstream media. So this is bloody dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we're going to play. We have to, can I, this will be fun. I've given you three and I, there's ways in which, you know, you've been in radio and television, you know how to be able to work the magic. Place. Just tell us the truth. Anyway, Ed okay. Cavalli, M. Rossiano, Evie Jones. We want Kiss, Marry, Kill. Ed Cavalli, M. Rossiano, Evie Jones. I'd kill Ed um, before, he, before he, he killed me because he's he's huge. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen if you've ever seen Ed without his shirt on. There's a photo, a famous I photo have. of him in a sw swimming pool, and uh, if you've seen that photo, it looks like he's holding me, teaching me to swim. In his <laughs> <laughs> so I'd get on the front foot and take him out first. Um, I, I, I'd kiss M. Ruciano, um, and then I'd quickly duck the right hook that she would send me for doing it. And then I, would, I would marry Evie Jones because she really makes me laugh. She's an absolutely wonderful lunatic. What a perfect oh, answer, trying to avoid any headline-making statements that you've done at Grand <laughs> no, Well done. 
we've, well read, we've so well read between the lines on this. We know where you're going with all of those. But uh, I will say, though, because radio <laughs> chemistry is so important between its co-hosts. I mean, how important is it for you when it comes to, you know, palling up with someone in radio? And how important is chemistry between co-hosts? I'd never, I'd never been a host of a radio show before until we got that, that job in Sydney. And it... Uh, Radio tends to work pretty funny. Sometimes they go, hey, let's, uh, let's tick a couple of boxes. Let's get a guy from television. Let's get a comedian and let's get a, 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 you know, a, a wonderfully funny feminist and then throw them together because we've ticked three great boxes. The show should work. Hmm. Um, and that doesn't always work that way. Um, so it takes time to, to bed down to get to know your strengths and weaknesses. And I was a rookie. I, like, I had, I had no idea about radio. And I also had a lot of respect for the experience that the other guys had. So I, um, yeah. I, I sort of put myself in their hands and, and then learn, had to learn along the way. And that, that wasn't easy because, you know, I was making mistakes and I was green and and that's hard for them being veterans of, of, the, of the industry like Ed was, but he was a pretty good coach and he'd pull me aside and he'd teach me a lot. But, you know, dynamic is not something that you can make overnight. That's just like it's a black art that very few, like even back to that era when we first became, you know, number one on Sunrise, I don't think any of us in our own right were particularly the, the best talent. I was, certainly wasn't the best weatherman. But just the ensemble kind of just worked for no yeah, rhyme or reason. Like Koshi was just a, a weird financial nerd <laughs> with with not a lot of television, you know, hosting experience like that. But it just it just worked, and it and that was by sheer chance, not because we were all the best at what we did. Well, you are the best at what you do. I can't imagine anyone else hosting Family Feud and doing all the shows you've done, Grant. You've had highs, you've had lows, but we absolutely love you. Thank you for being on the Ben Robin Robbo Show today. It's been so much fun. Thank you, gents. And please don't run anything bad about me, you know, in the mainstream media. I like, I like to keep this, main, this this nice guy attitude going on for just a little bit longer. <laughs> no, we love you. Oh, Thank love you, you, mate. Thank you, Grant. See you guys. <laughs> and you can watch the all-new Family Feud this Sunday night at 7.30pm on Channel 10. It's a cracker of an episode. I've already had the pleasure of watching it. I don't think Grant's watched it yet. Have you? Oh, he's gone. Um, look, now it's time for our random live shot of the day. It's the random live shot of the day. Where are you going today? You never know where you'll end up with the random live shot of the day. <laughs> And we're taking you to the Golden Horn in Istanbul, Turkey. The forecast is a sunny 22 degrees with a top of 31. How about that? Let's take a look at some feedback coming through to the Ben Robin Robbo show. And Amanda says it's a lefty here too. Uh, Gay says it's not racist to call out these cops. Can someone please clarify what we're all laughing at? Sorry. Oh, I just wanted to make sure that we've, we've, we've said goodbye to Grant because I was hoping he was still there, but he's gone. Robo did a funny thing on the multi-view that I can't talk about. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Amanda's slapping me to try and get me to stop laughing. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing. Pull yourself together. All right. Gay says it's no reasons to call out these girls for selfishness, <laughs> arrogance, and complete disrespect. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, can, such... you, can you explain to me and the people <laughs> at home what you saw? 
I mean, I'm uh, assuming ben, this I much laughter you, must mean that it was Robo's genitalia. I'll tell you our production meeting after the show. I'm sorry. And this is serious stuff. Um, Mary says she should have high ramifications. Absolutely. She should be shamed by media. Nope. So, Rob, you're looking for a script rather than penalty. No, Mary, I'm not, actually. I'm looking for some kind of apology that lets me know that she's got some remorse. And it's obvious that she doesn't. Jan says, Rob, you did you try Reggie's soup? No, she sent me the recipe. She sent me a video on how to make it, and I went with the bourbon, to be honest. Um, Rebecca says, oh, my God, here we go again, Robbo. Philip says, is this the new national witch hunt? Has cancelled culture run out of celebrities to destroy, and they've turned their attention to the sports locker room? Get a hobby. Well, that's probably fair enough, actually. I, I think out of all the arguments, Philip's turned... Um, mm. Maxine says, really? They are playing around. Do we really care? And is anyone else's business? Uh, Gay says, any touching, etc., that is not consensual and is not welcome and makes the other person uncomfortable is harassment, regardless of male or female. Um, Emma, Emma says, don't put fingers in Rob's bum, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Terry <laughs> yeah, says, agree, I've groped your mum's boobs, Robbo, a few times over the years. <laughs> Not harassment, all in fun. <laughs> Besides their great boobs. That's actually true. <laughs> that's that's Kathy, true, and she's had them done, too. Anyway, Kathy sorry, says, Rob's bum is exit only. Lol. <laughs> Benjamin Norris says, oh, he's tweeting during the show. Wow. For the record, Rob and Robbo both connected with me because of because of our love of jo talking about ourselves. <laughs> That's I didn't joke. know we could tweet ourselves. I would have <laughs> been doing that ages ago. <laughs> Bloody hell. All right. Oh, well, I'm, gonna be I'm disappointed doing that on with the spelling mistake. I was like, oh, no wonder no one's liking it because it didn't make any sense. No, it did. I guess that's on brand for me. <laughs> it is on brand. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, Can all you right. just come on, guys? You need to explain this. Give us a tease. What was it? What did you say? <laughs> I, I don't can't. know. I will, I will tell you off air, but I can't say it. I'm so sorry. I don't usually do that. It just, Robbo made me laugh big time, and I'm so sorry. Look, it's time to talk movies and pop culture with our dear friend, Joe Casamento. Hello, Joe. Save us from this laughter. Oh, no. You bring the laughter. I didn't mean that. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Joe, I love amazing. that dress. That's amazing. Oh. It's like having Sarah oh, Jessica Parker. Lovely, but a goodie, right? Oh, it is, it is. And you've got your tipsy well, Thursday drink. Today. I thought you were going to say tits, not I tips. Do. Anyway. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <And> look, Joe. <laughs> yeah. No. Joe, we Maybe can't talk about... about harassment in the world. I, I, I don't oh, think. I know. <laughs> oh, harassment in the workplace. Uh, Joe, I get harassed all the time on this show. Look, Joe, we can't talk about anything until we discuss the first episode of The Bachelor, which aired on 10 last night. I'm sure you watched it. There's always a meltdown at the opening night, uh, night rose ceremony, but this one really took the cake, didn't it? It absolutely did. I'm not sure if you tuned in, but in my 20-year history of watching The Bachelor, and I have been obsessed for a very long time, I have never quite seen an opening rose ceremony like it. We had 23-year-old Queenslander Zoe Clare, who uh, is a redhead, and she had a meltdown for all of the wrong reasons. Uh, she was sent into a rage after another contender, Ariba, interrupted her discussion, her one-on-one -on -one discussion with the Bachi, uh, Lockie, as we know. Let's take a look. 
You have to see it to believe it. I don't need someone being rude and being like, oh, I'm just going to sit down. Like, that's not, there's no level of respect. And it obviously really upsets you. What is it, what is it that she's done that's making you so... Tell me who you feel. <laughs> Invisible. <laughs> Is she calling a plastic surgeon? This experience being different because because of the God, it sounds so stupid, but the colour of my goddamn hair and that's so <laughs> 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 no one has my hair, no one has my bone structure, no one has my body, and they don't. And that's not a lie. They don't. <laughs> Are you still different? You're still a <laughs> at the end of the day. Did someone say something to you about it? Or did you hear someone say something? No. You know what? She said it I'm to herself. I'm being a ranger. I will be a ranger until the day I die. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, look. Even her fans were left flabbergasted. Twitter went into absolute meltdown uh, because she, she went on to say, I'm not going to bite my tongue anymore. The way people treat rangers with red hair needs to end right now. And it kind of, like, started trending on Twitter with the funniest, funniest uh, comments. People were saying, you know, hashtag ginger lives matter. <laughs> and, um, you know... Honestly, white drunk girl privilege on TV. It was too funny. Joe, didn't she say to a woman of dark skin, you don't understand what I've been through? (laughs) So she was blowing up over Ariva, who is a person of colour. Yes, she was. uh, Ariva's a very feisty, strong. So it was just so ridiculous. Uh, The whole thing was just completely missed by her and it was very funny to watch. Put it this way, I am going to be tuning in from now on. It is definitely one that is going to entertain and amuse. You might have to watch. Well, Joe, I recommend you're going to watch that show regardless. You said you've been watching it for 20 years and I think it's only been on for 15, so there must be a lot of repeats. (laughs) It just feels that way. (laughs) must be a lot of repeats happening at the Catherine household. I reckon the first one with the first Bachelorette with Trista was 20 years ago. It was 15 years ago. Is that all? I thought they'd have 15-year-olds by now. Anyway. I think it's because I always think that it started with Tim Robards, but I guess that was the reboot, wasn't it? No. I'm talking America. I was a diehard 10 years before Australia even got on board. Of course you were. (laughs) Well, Joe, I need to ask you. My sound is very delayed. Sorry. Is it? I will, Joe, you either love this person or you actually hate them. But celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay is getting a lot of a truckload of fans right now. How is Gordon Ramsay getting lots of fans, especially in this day and age? I know. I know. He's never held back, let's be honest, when it comes to critiquing uh, people's home-cooked meals. But the Hotel Hell star, who has five kids, can you believe, has taken his reviews to TikTok. They are hilarious. He recently started posting what he calls Ramsey Reacts videos, filming his reactions to people's cooking clips on TikTok, and he had some biting words. You've got to take a look at this popular food blogger. It's too funny. I'm making a low-carb sandwich with orange low bell pepper sandwich. and cream cheese. Is that a, Some and a pepper? Spinach. No. Cream cheese? Really? Everything bagel seasoning. No. Come on. And some turkey. No. And close it up. 
That is not a sandwich. No, that is not a low-carb sandwich. Young lady, that there is an idiot sandwich. Right there. <laughs> He's so I good, isn't he? That. No one can actually call you out like Gordon. There's, I've actually got another one. Do we have time to show it? This is my favourite. Yes, we've got yeah, to do it. At Wagyu steak. Whip it out. Oh, good. Roll the tape. What's he doing? Gelatin. What? <laughs> no. Not a bag. Looks like my granddad's colostomy bag. <laughs> Oh my god. Fake wagyu. I'll get it. I'm going to have to get... His grandfather's colostomy bag. <laughs> I'm going to have to get oh, my daughter to show me these clips on TikTok. Hey, uh, quick update, breaking news. Aaron Ryan at TV hmm. Black Box has sent a message through saying Bachelor started 25th of March 2002 in America. So we're just two years shy of 20 years. Yeah. Uh, well, there okay. you go. 15, 18. Okay, we're in the middle. Beautiful. No, no, you were right the there. Uh, so, Joe Casamento, you wonderful, beautiful woman. Let's go to the pictures for a moment. We've seen a lot of gloom in that area, but now there's a little bit of good news, and it's about one of my all-time favourite movies. Tell me about it right now. Oh, you love it too. You love it too. We, uh, yes, Robbo, we're talking about Jurassic Park. Fans, uh, myself and you included, uh, are very excited that the trilogy... Oh, and you, Ben. Oh, yay. We're all on board. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion is the new title for the third in the trilogy, is uh, coming to life. It was being shot just when COVID shut down... uh, came, so they shut down the set. Uh, But in good news, it has been reopened. They're all back at work. And this photo... uh, Laura Dern actually Instagrammed, really warmed my heart. It was a photo of her and, uh, sorry, not her, her chair on set uh, with uh, the other chair being, you know, of course, Dr. Alan Grant, played by none other than Samuel. So very exciting. But um, this one's going to be super exciting because it brings together not only the new ones, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, but also our old favourites, Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern, as I said, and Sam Neill. Brilliant. So I can't wait yep. for this one. It's supposed to hit cinemas uh, June 21, I believe. So um, at oh. least we know they're back filming. That's some, that's a sense of hope for us all, right? Can't Indeed. Wait. And, and is that a new trailer? It is. Oh that's a God. tease for the this. new... Uh, Upcoming. Oh, you haven't seen this. It's a tease. So no. There's also been photos coming from uh, the set as if it's the old world. So we don't know if that's going to be a flashback or are we returning to the park somehow? It's very oh. interesting and it's got fans absolutely worked up. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Now, Joe, with not many new flicks to release, Yay. cinemas have actually oh. gotten inventive. They have Rob. Um, there's not much out. Not much new stuff to, you know, get bums on seats. So event cinemas uh, this weekend, you can get there at any event cinema around the country, are screening one of my all-time favourites, Pretty in Pink. Oh, what a great movie. That's on all weekend. Yeah, Molly Ringwald, Andrew McCarthy, 
It really was a classic. It was made in 1986. It was one of John Hughes's films, and he made so many great films, including Among Them Breakfast Club. Um, and we fell in love with Andy, played by Molly. And it was her, you know, the wealthy kid, played by Andrew McCarthy. And she was the poor scrapper, and she had to sew together her formal outfit. And we just fell in love with her. So I urge anyone to get along and see that. There are some other great classics, Rob, this one. Uh, Star Wars, episode four, which I think is one of the All-time wow. um, classics. Ones, that, right? that is the very first film. All it's number four, but it's the original film. It's an absolute classic. One day it would be nice to see it on the cinema in its un-George Lucas uh, reimagined yeah, version. That, that's not going to happen. So but uh, no. it's still, still a good uh, one to see. Well, you can get to so see. True. You can see that one this weekend, but not the version you're after. Can you excuse me, fellas, a sec? I think my light's just gone. Hang on. <laughs> Joe, Joe will not do a cross <laughs> without good lighting. <laughs> oh, there you go. Joe, we, we are on the oh, home stretch God. here, but... The, the rom-coms is a great yes. idea to get people back in the cinemas. Well, that's right. The other thing is Hoyts have actually asked, you can go to their Instagram page, they're taking, um, you can type in what rom-com you would like to see on the big screen um, and they will, you know, gather and do a bit of a poll and work out which ones they're going to play. So I've gone along oh, and wow. I've put in Ghost because that, to me. Oh, what a great movie. I'd love and to see Patrick and Demi back on the screen. What would you do, Rob? Well, hang on. Before you, um, I answer that question, roll, rolling, rolling ghost mm. for a moment, and we all have to remember, because no one ever thinks about this, remember <sighs> right at the end when Demi and Patrick are getting back together and having that love scene when he's a ghost, Demi <sighs> is actually with Whoopi Goldberg. You've mentioned this before. I know. I just have to remind weirdo. everybody that it's Whoopi it's Goldberg. So weird. So creepy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I only think of Patrick. Joe, mine would have to be your favourite film. Fifty so first just dates, say, Rob, Joe. Fifty first dates. Oh, sorry, Rob McKnight. And I, I get, just was oh, going to ask Robbo if he's favourite. Sorry, Rob. Rob McKnight. I'm so sorry, everyone. But I just wanted to ask Robbo. Isn't Ghost? Isn't Ghost your favourite rom com because you've been ghosted by everyone you've ever dated? Oh wow, wow. <laughs> I'll let the people decide on the uh, response wow. to that, Benjamin. I've had many <laughs> right. well, One of them, which you, is Robo. not with you, but is with Rob and Amanda and, and Joe Casamento. So they've never ghosted me and I'll never ghost them. Wonderful show. We'll see you Who Monday is? at 1 o'clock here on the Ben, Rob and Robbo show. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Joe. Then. Thanks, everyone. See ya. Thanks, oh, <laughs> oh, no. That was a crackerjack, Joe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.